This is Alex Haug from Portage. And Dennis Yu. And welcome to the Traffic Jam. Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, listener. You're tuned into another episode of Traffic Jam. And of course, that means you're about to learn more strategies that will help you build and grow a consistently profitable audience online. Now, I'm kind of excited about today's interview because we've been working at setting this one up for some time. And though, because it's the first time we're joined by two guests on the one show. Now, before I introduce those two guests, I want to point you over to the episode page for Traffic Jam 58. And the URL for that is trafficjamcast.com forward slash 58, trafficjamcast.com forward slash the number 58. And you want to head there because there's a wealth of bonus training awaiting you. Now, today's guests have been very, very generous and donated a whole catalogue of bonus stuff that will help you get much better results online. So before you forget, head on over there now. It's trafficjamcast.com forward slash 58 and download those bonuses. The Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. So allow me to introduce my two guests from portage.co. Alex Haug, he's the 20-year-old CEO of Portage, an internet marketing firm with a difference from Minneapolis. Now, Alex is a writer and speaker and has presented at Social Media Marketing World, Icon 14, PubCon and many others. And he's a regular contributor to Inside Facebook and Social Fresh. Now, Dennis Yu, well, he's the CTO of Portage and he's recognized lecturer in Facebook marketing, having been featured in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, TechCrunch and many others. He's also an author at Inside Facebook and All Facebook as well. Now, I'm going to allow them to explain exactly what they're up to at Portage in the interview. So without any further ado, let's hand over to Alex Haug and Dennis Yu from Portage. So hey there listeners, welcome back to the interview section of Traffic Jam episode 58. And we've got a first today, we've got an interview double header. So joining me, we've got Alex Haug and Dennis Yu. Guys, how you doing? Doing doing really well. Thank you so much for having us, James. Well, this is going to be a blast. Let's open up by talking a little bit about Portage. That's the company that you're both involved with, uh, which is doing some pretty interesting stuff for agencies and interns. So I guess as a way of introduction to both of you, tell us a little bit about Portage and what each of you get up to there. Portage is created and founded to solve two fundamental problems. One, businesses and brands moving from traditional marketing into digital. And then on the second part, for young students and young adults to be able to get jobs and opportunities and work in their passion area. It's called Portage because it's like going from one body of water to another. It is a transition phase, and that's both true for businesses and for students, and we do this by connecting them and 
create something that's economically viable for the businesses, and then allow students to get hands-on experience as long as they're qualified through our education program. So it's about connecting the students and the universities who are partners or the agencies with the different businesses. And when you connect these guys together, you need a process. And it's something that doesn't happen in the school system. So folks listening to the Traffic Jam podcast, I imagine there are a lot of folks who are super pro at PPC and email and generating traffic and looking at conversion rates. But how do you scale that further, right? You've got to develop in-house staff. You can buy only so much software. So my role is the CTO, which is building the software that helps connect all these pieces. So we are not an agency. We are not to try to take away clients. We're actually here to produce clients and produce staff for agencies and these other folks. We're trying to help in this ecosystem. So working with guys like you, James, is great because we get to put our education out there. Nice. So what type of agencies and businesses are you working with with this platform? We work with some big brands all the way down to small biz with different packages. Some of the bigger clients are like Brown Foreman, the parent company of Jack Daniels, Golden State Warriors, Rosetta Stone, and big brands like that. So it's it's not necessarily the verticals because what we do is a horizontal play of traffic optimization. Some people might call it yield management. And if you're in an agency that is very concerned about having clear goals for cost per conversion, cost per lead, content management, not just you know social media nonsense or PR, nothing wrong with that, but that's very different because it's not focused on numeric-based optimization, then you see where we get into. So we'll talk later about the kind of techniques that are working on Facebook with Google remarketing and combining other sorts of things together into what we call plumbing. But the overall theme is that you've got to combine these ingredients in such a way that it drives more yield, yield out of leads, phone calls, sales, ROAS, shopping cart behavior, this kind of thing. And it's amazing how easy it is now to do it with native tools that are coming out of Facebook and Google. So I think a lot of the folks, you know, listen on and see that the things that were very difficult a year ago, you're going to handle natively. You're going to be able to get out of the DSPs and third-party remarketing platforms, and you're going to integrate everything down across various tools. There's a little bit of technology, but you're going to find that the, the manual ad creation, a lot of the things that were a real headache with targeting is now being handled by the platforms. Neat. Well, I think this is an appropriate point to get stuck into the meaty stuff of this interview. And I know you guys have been working on some pretty interesting stuff recently. One of those things um, you mentioned to me, Dennis, was something you've codenamed Triangles. Um, so I'm all ears when it comes to new and innovative stuff. So perhaps uh, you'd like to sort of lift the lid on what you've got going on there and sort of explain what this new concept is all about. So here's the floor. What's triangles all about? So a triangle is the strongest geometric structure. It's the foundation of bridges. You see it in nature. And executives like to do this kind of thing too. And we think about, you could even go further and say Trinity, depending on how religious you are. But think of this. Things change so much in internet marketing, and we feel like we're breathless running from fad to fad. This technique, that technique, especially those in affiliate marketing, there are some underlying everlasting concepts that will always be true no matter what's going on. For example, iAds just launched, and we know that Tumblr just launched app install ads. And there are some new things with Twitter in the way you can tie together your applications and platforms and logins and different mobile marketing frameworks, all of these things appear to be very confusing as potential sources of traffic to optimize against what you're already doing with Google, Facebook, email, SEO, all that kind of stuff. So when you have 
I'm going to go through five or six of the first triangle formats. I'm not going to, I'll go through quickly, but you'll see that these principles help you scale everything else that you already have, taking what's working and making it better, taking what sucks and cutting it. It's the basic principle of optimization. The first one is audience engagement conversion. That's the three part funnel, top, middle, bottom funnel, separate your goals into these different areas. Second one is goals, content targeting. You choose what the goals are, cost per conversion, ROAS, right? Content. Do you have the content to support that for each of those areas? Targeting. Do you have the audiences? Remarketing audiences, website custom audiences, email, targets based on workplace targeting, partners you drive traffic from, keywords that rank on Google. When you combine goals, content, and targeting, you have a triangle. When you combine metrics, analysis, action, which is the process of iteration of looking what's going on, why did it change, therefore what action am I going to take? right? Metrics, analysis, action. You have another three part. For the students, we have learn, do, and teach. You first have to learn how to do it. You then have to practice it and you have to be so good you can teach other people how. This is where the school system breaks down because you learn in A levels. If you're in Europe or in the United States, you get an A, you feel like you've mastered it, right? Because you've been able to answer a multiple choice test, but can you really do it? right? Going from learning to doing and then doing to teaching means you have to manage a staff. So if you're a small business owner or if you're managing an agency, probably your biggest headache is consistency from other people who aren't doing the level of work that you have because of your expertise, because you care and they're just an employee because of all these different reasons. How do you tie all those things together, right? And there's a series of these frameworks that we're putting out there and all the content actually flows back into those frameworks all the way down to how do you optimize Google Display Network for remarketing, right? That falls into the net, these, these frameworks. So it's not just an idea. Each of the ideas breaks down into subsets and it goes all the way down so you can troubleshoot what is going on with your campaigns, right? If, you're, if your margins are down, your profits are down, then is it because your revenue is up or because, or, you know, revenue is down or your cost is up? Can you segment, can you figure out where it's coming from? Is it because your cost per click is up or your conversion rate is down? Is it because it's coming from Google? Is it because of seasonality? Is it because of, if you trace it all the way down the cost per click, is it because your quality score changed? Is that because of your landing page? Maybe you changed your bids too often. Maybe a competitor came in. So if you're looking at your traffic from an overall framework, you can go all the way down this logic tree to figure out where something has changed. And this knowledge is independent of how well you know Power Editor on Facebook or using AdWords Editor on Google or all sorts of little techniques that, you know, we've heard all kinds of techniques. These frameworks, we believe, are timeless. And this is what people need to be thinking more about and less about the next thing they need to jump on because if they miss this one thing, they're going to miss the opportunity. That is wrong-headed thinking, we believe. And we have spent millions of dollars, even in the last few weeks. We have one client that's spending almost $400,000 a day on Facebook ads, and we're applying these same techniques. Even though we're seeing stuff from Facebook, and we have daily calls with Facebook and Google. A lot of people can't even you know, get a support email or whatever. And we're telling you, even though there's a bunch of stuff we have not seen before in the ways that both of those guys are moving in the mobile and things that we can talk about here, it still is more important to focus on these key frameworks. I don't care if you're a small biz owner. I don't care if you're spending a million bucks a day on Google. You still need to get these basics. Yeah. Well, it's all about the fundamentals, right? I mean, uh, as business owners, as as marketers, we're quite ready to jump on the new and latest thing, but it really comes back to the basics. I can see, Dennis, straight away that you're very much a systems and frameworks guy. It seems to be a very analytical brain that you've got going on there. Would that be right? 
I ran analytics for Yahoo back in the day. <laughs> I'm Asian too. I like to make you know Chinese people are usually better at math, right? <laughs> but I wouldn't put it past Alex either because he's our founder and he's the one who's driving the vision here. I'm just the tech geek. Yeah. So have you been sort of influential in the development of these frameworks, Alex? In in many ways, because my vision going back to what we had explained earlier is. I believe education should be free, and I want this to be available to young people, young adults, young students, so that they can then apply this, learn these, and then overall, these then translate into business results for the brands that work with us. So, yes, of course, my hand is definitely in all of these little frameworks that we've created. You may see, James, that on Inside Facebook, or it could even be... Larger outlets like USA Today or New York Times or places like that, we are putting out these examples. They're not just consulting things. This is firsthand data with our step-by-step, here's how we did it for the Golden State Warriors. Here's how Jack Daniels did this to increase sales. Here's how we're selling more tickets. or Here's how we're getting more conversions with the screenshots. You know, like those affiliates who have this breathless stuff where they say, oh, I I got these five or six secrets and now you got to register and give us all this money. We're actually putting, we're putting that stuff out there because we practice what we preach in this respect. And this is why we're sharing here. We want to talk about specific techniques. There's no BS or trying to sell people into a product, right? We're all tired of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to make sure that we've got some links to resources in the show notes because these are certainly interesting concepts that I know our listeners would want to go and find out a little bit more about. So we'll we'll share those offline after we finish speaking. We'll make sure those are plugged into the show notes section for this podcast. Now, I want to, I want to continue straight along the jugular for um, a question around another little secret that you both um, sort of hinted at before we started recording, and that's a strategy you're using to connect with influencers using only a dollar a day in Facebook ads. What's that all about? Our technique for reaching media influencers, as you've seen, where we've been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, we target media influencers by our favorite technique, which is workplace and job title targets. And for a dollar a day, you can hit this core influencer of the inside of the media or inside of your industry. You can then target these people for say a dollar a day, you can hit a few hundred people. So for example, you may have seen the article on USA Today where they reached out to Alex and said, hey, it looks like the ice bucket challenge with all this, all the crazy video stuff, people tagging each other is way more popular on Facebook than Ferguson with all the race rioting going on. Now, why is that? And what's the data behind it? Because anecdotally, different people are seeing different things. You know, African-Americans may be seeing more Ferguson and Different sorts of people may be seeing more ice bucket. And so we put out, we, we gave them research about that. Now, the way they got that was that they saw something that we were quoted in the LA Times. Now, how do they see that? Well, we did workplace targeting. So anytime you have something good, and it's, this is, you're going to have to wrap your head around this one because everyone falls down on this. You are promoting someone else's content. But why would I pay a dollar a day to promote someone else's content? I want to drive them to my blog, right? No. You want to drive them to the highest authority thing, which is usually not yours. So we will drive people who work for the Wall Street Journal, who work for the LA Times, who work for the Chronicle or NPR, whatever. We will drive them to an article where the LA Times is using our research. And when this USA Today thing goes out, guess what? We recycle that back into the network and we keep loading it on. And if this cycle builds power, you see, 
Because when you see that in your Facebook news feed, you're a journalist. Not an okay, now we're all internet marketers here. Just pretend that you're a journalist for a moment because you might overassume the knowledge level of the people that you're working with, right? And they see this article from USA Today, they click through it, they see all this stuff. Guess guess who they think puts it out there? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So it's media influencing, it's PR, really, and a lot of internet market as well. They can't seem to write the content necessary to generate this. They're so focused on the immediate conversion that they forget that this is actually the most powerful concept in internet marketing, word of mouth marketing, when other people talk about you. It is the ultimate lead gen that has nothing to do with changing the bullets or landing page copy or make the button green and bigger. But it has nothing to do with that. The core before there was the internet was word of mouth. And this is how you stimulate it in a way that has been our favorite technique for years. Never failed. Yeah, this is nice. And it is self-perpetuating, hey? I'm, I'm sure as soon as these journalists pick up this piece of content then you get those media mentions which then in turn you know drives organic links back to your site which then drives search results which then increases mm-hmm. traffic and this thing can just roll on and roll on hey email signups and leads and word of mouth and people talking about you in ways that are not even trackable remember we talked about the frameworks the first one goals content targeting yeah goals i want to be known for being the best in facebook optimization for example i want to be known as the guy who knows how to generate leads for car dealerships. Whatever the goal is, as you define it with metrics, right? Content. Am I producing the content that supports that? You can call it SEO. You can call it content marketing. You can call it social media marketing, PR. It's all the same thing. Do you have the content that supports that goal? Targeting. Do you have that audience? Is it your own list? Is it someone else's list? Is it using workplace targeting like Alex talks about? You see how that's an application of one of the framework's goals, content targeting. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I think I read, Alex, somewhere, perhaps on an inside Facebook post that you'd written, that actually who you engage with on Facebook influences who you can target with your ads. And I think the example was um, a workplace placement ad that you'd set up in this regard. Is that still the case? Yeah, you'll definitely be able to do that. The Going back to the core of hitting the media influencers, yes. But if you fail on any one of those parts, if you're clear, if you're not clear on the goal, like, oh, I want to be known as an internet marketer. Sorry, not good enough. <laughs> not, not niche enough. Content. Your content sucks because you're self-promoting because you don't have any demonstrated examples of expertise. Sorry, you fail. Targeting. I want to target everyone in digital because I've got my get rich quick thing. Sorry, you fail. Yeah. I'm- you must have all three. Well, I think last time we had scheduled to have this interview, I think, Alex, you had just been presenting at PubCon in Las Vegas, where I believe you were sharing a case study of a photography business that went pretty much from ground zero to six figures, um, likely at least within this year. Um, Sounds like a pretty inspiring story and certainly one that resonates with me because I too have had some pretty good success um, growing a small photography business. What's that story and what lessons can we learn from it? So that was uh, on one of the panels that I was on, but there are many examples that I could share with you for growing small businesses. So here's the thing. When you are a small business, and I know a lot of us are self-made entrepreneurs, we're trying to make stuff happen. We don't have the money that the MBA or Rosetta Stone or those guys have. We look at how small businesses are, are doing it and then how it scales out. So, for example, Infusionsoft serves 50,000 small businesses. Now we happen to help them with their lead gen, so we're a little biased. But we've taken a number of their customers. For example, one of them 
is Paul Sokol. And he sells a little video SaaS service where you can send video emails. Well, guess what? If he knows that his audience is people who are already using Infusionsoft and MailChimp and HubSpot and guys like that, and this is something that works very well with that service, then it's a matter of simply targeting and spending a couple bucks a day. And so we presented that at PubCon as well as at the Infusionsoft conference called Icon. Kelly Householder, he has a shop where he sells digital welding plants. I think it's called DIY Welding is the name of his little side business. And it's just you pay 10 bucks and you download one of these welding plans. And guess what? He's targeting all the people who are commercial welders, all the people who like to weld in their garage on the weekends. And here you can build a little dune buggy. You can build a table. You can build, you know, whatever, a, a tricycle for your kid, right? And it's, it's very simply having that content, making sure it ties with the thing that you stand for and narrowing it down, just like we talk about choosing a niche, right? Yep. You do that with any kind of marketing. And then targeting. And targeting has been probably the thing that people have been most amused and excited about in terms of what you get out of social data. But it's actually the easiest part. The most difficult part has always gone back to choosing the right thing and then producing the content against it. And so a lot of folks come to us all the time thinking that they've seen things that we've done for very small businesses and we cannot work magic. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken shiitake because you must start with legitimate, credible expertise in a particular area you're passionate about. Not because you want to make money, but because you really want to make things happen. Like Gary of soft, Gary Leland of Softball Junk. Yeah, right? Gary Leland. He, he loves softball he covers and he goes he records videos over at softball and he targets the parents of softball players he targets adult softball players and amplifies to these people so they can start engaging with his content which goes back to his goals of okay i want to be able to get more people to watch his podcast or i want more people coming in to get his training programs okay now is he creating the content absolutely so he goes and he records videos he interviews people in in the softball uh arena of sports and then he just amplifies to the people that would really enjoy that and that's going back to what i was saying just a few moments ago like the parents of softball players the adult softball players people that are in college playing softball and just sharing that across the coaches the the college scouts he he amplifies to those people and and it goes back to the core of what we're saying. It doesn't even cost that much. He could do it for a few dollars a day. Yeah. And he's not getting hurt on newsfeed reach, right? And he's and if you look at other guys like Jacob Sapochnik, he is a San Diego immigration attorney. He's the number one attorney on Facebook. Number one in terms of fan base, number one in terms of number of interactions. And guess what? It drives businesses. It drives business to him when people need a problem. You know, they got a problem with their visa or, you know, whatever. Because whenever something dumb happens, you know, Obama says something that pisses off people on immigration law, he's the first to come out and say something about it. He'll put a video together. He'll interview other people. And if you are – you've got a relative in India and you're trying to come over on an H-1B visa, this is the guy. You've seen his content. Everyone's talking about it. They're forwarding articles from this guy. And he's not even selling his services. But he uses ads in such a way that he gets huge media pickup, right? So he's quoted in the major newspapers as an authority on immigration reform. 
I think he probably actually is one, but it helps when we do this. And this is what, this is the whole behind the scenes thing. Same thing with like Mari Smith, right? We did a class with her last year, the Facebook marketing success system. We can tell you it's the same principle. And, and it goes back amplifying because you know of Mari Smith and her audience working on the small biz side and just sharing that content it goes back to these frameworks, which are actually included in that program as well in the Facebook marketing success system. Yeah, but we've got to really be in the most exciting time for, you know, small business content marketers because, you know, it's so easy if we put our mind to it to produce content now. And with the platforms that are available like Facebook, we can really precisely hit our exact target audience. And as you said, it doesn't have to cost very much at all, right? Yeah, and what makes it even more exciting is having your your users and your true core fans actually create the content for you because they're already using your products. They're already using your services. Why not leverage what they're already saying and then just amplify it to the people that are like-minded to those people are sharing infinity. Absolutely. Good. So what's your, let's, let's stick with Facebook for just a moment. What are your um, suggestions or strategies for setting up a campaign or what types of campaigns should a business potentially have in play? Going back to, again, our frameworks of audience engagement conversion, which ties directly to uh, goals, content, and targeting. So one, you have to start at the very top, understanding the business goal. What are you actually trying to drive to? You're trying to directly sell? Are you trying to get people on your email list? Are you trying to drive traffic to your videos? What's the goal? Then are you creating content that supports it? And then are you targeting the right people, which you'll then amplify that to it? And then you would structure your campaigns in a way where you're building from top of funnel, you're building up your audience, you're building up your mass at the top, which then starts to trickle down from audience into engagement. So, okay, you've got these people in on your website. You've got these people in on Google and you, you've cookied them. You've, they've joined your email list. What are you then doing to move them down the funnel into engagement? Start amplifying your content to them. And then as you're engaging at the middle of the funnel, they'll continue to trickle down into the bottom of the funnel, which is conversion. And that's driving, going back, in tandem of what your business goal is and then driving those people to it. So that's how we organize our campaigns is audience engagement conversion. And then you divide that out based on what your objective is, or if you're trying to build an audience, then you would uh, top load it at the top of the funnel. Or if you're trying to drive conversions and you have an adequate amount of engagement and, and mass up at the top, then you can then put more into bottom of the funnel. So it's based on the business goals and based on where, uh, you're coordinating with your other marketing efforts too. Hey, if I can, let me tell you about something that has significantly shifted in our thinking that I think is going to really throw a curveball to people that are marketing on Facebook. If you asked us a year ago, <clears throat> how do you build campaigns? We would have given you a step-by-step -step process on how you do it and then how you optimize and how you tweak these things and how you bid the right way and what placements are working and if you should build a mobile app and all of those kinds of technical minutiae, right? But if you ask us today, we'll tell you that stuff almost doesn't matter because the networks themselves, Facebook in particular, they are doing the optimization for you. So when you come in and you create a Facebook ad, guess what? There are 13 possible business objectives of which 10 you can see. And there's a few that we can see that other people can't see that relate to website clicks, video views, conversions, 
you know, registrations, RSVPs, right? All of these kinds of things. When you choose that goal, you don't even have to target anymore. And I never thought I would ever say this. We've done this and tested this across dozens of clients. We used to be, we used to pride ourselves in being able to upload lots and lots of little custom audiences and combinations and all sorts of targeting, right? Think about all the crazy kinds of targeting you could do. We used to pride ourselves on that. We found that just by, like some of these guys literally targeting the United States, 18 plus, even if the market is 25 plus people who are high income, whatever, we find that over time, the algorithm beats us. So you don't have to spend time tweaking your ads and moving stuff around and all that. And so the time that you used to spend, spend diddling around on that kind of stuff and learning all the power editor stuff, okay, fine. There's a few things you can do in power editor that you can't do in the ads manager. Some, you know, weenies can argue with us over that, but let's not forget the most important thing because Facebook is doing the optimization that squeezes all the tool providers out of the way, by the way, then that gives you time to focus on what really matters, which is the content. So if an ad's not performing, it's not because of the bid. It's not because of the time of day. You know, there's day parting, there's accelerated delivery, which is new. There's a lot of things like that. What matters is your content probably sucks. And the networks can't do that part for you, unfortunately. So, so, so this year, 2015 is about doing less ad tweaking and more analytics and framework-based stuff on what's your content. Is it aligning with the audiences? Are you segmenting to create a journey for each of the different customer types and along the way delivering them content so that marketing automation through email is the same as marketing automation through social and search and all that. It's all the same now. Now the networks have made themselves generic delivery channels so that you can focus on the framework items. And that's going to really screw over people that consider themselves AdWords experts or Facebook ad experts or whatever kind of tool-specific dinosaur, single-player, you're-about-to-die kind of expert. Yeah, well, I'm just a little bit worried now about who I'm going to line up for guests in forthcoming shows. There may not be anyone left, right? <laughs> but- you have to bring in folks from the networks themselves because, really, you're asking us about Facebook ads. Don't you think some of the folks at Facebook would be better qualified or perceived to be better qualified than us? Yeah, ab- absolutely. But it's uh, um, it certainly loops back to what you were saying about really understanding you know, your market, getting your messaging right and really standing for something that's going to actually make a difference and stand you out from the, the pack. It really isn't about, you know, the, the, the difference between cost per click prices and, you know, a slight click through rate difference from one ad to another. I mean, that stuff really doesn't matter. It's the bigger picture stuff we've got to get focused on. Hey. And this is from the technical optimizers telling you that the technical optimization is being handled by the networks. Unfortunately, there are going to be fewer ebooks to be sold around this, and the vendors in this place, many of them will die. That's unfortunate. But that's exactly in the vision of what Portage is about, is putting that education out there. Because guess what? If you look, James, at the end run of this game, eventually the vendors will have to put the education out there that is network specific. Do you think anybody's going to make better education on Google AdWords than Google themselves? Facebook tried to do this the last two or three years by partnering with these big agencies who have done a terrible job of educating clients. And then they turn around and blame Facebook when things don't work. Well, Facebook's had to take that back. And that's pissed off a lot of people, but it's in their financial interest to produce the education. The only one who can keep up with Facebook's changes are Facebook people themselves, and the same with Google. And that is a fact. People like to argue with us about that because their livelihood is dependent upon selling eBooks on this sort of thing and continuing to sell weight loss, you know, the new weight loss diet. I mean, that's what 
these internet marketing crowd sorts of people like to do. But they're going to go away in the same way that the SEO people are going to go away. And we all become legitimate content marketers who have to actually know something about that client. All that stuff's going to go in-house. So if you're listening right, to the Traffic Jam podcast and you are a struggling small business owner, you have expertise in a certain area. And if you hire a vendor or buy a piece of software and those people aren't diehard fans and customers of what you do, you're going to fail. Yeah, interesting stuff. Well, let's get close to rounding out, gentlemen. We've talked a lot about Facebook and I don't want to just leave it at Facebook itself. What other channels are you guys playing around with or finding really great results with uh, for those people that you're working with? So going beyond just Facebook, because of course, James, you know us for working on Facebook ads, but we work across all channels, whether that's Google, whether that's Twitter, whether that's Facebook, and it's tying all of the content, all of the sequences together, because at the core, it's about marketing automation. So if you have a user in a particular step along the way in a funnel, they should be having consistent messaging in email, on Facebook, in Google, and you can do that all based on a cookie, based on a user ID, based on an email address, and hitting them. So if, if they're moving along the funnel, they joined your email list, are you then hitting them inside of Facebook? Are they seeing your stuff in Google? Okay, so now they've made a purchase. What are you doing for retention to cross-sell or to upsell? What are you, are you doing based on where they are in, in the funnel? And at the core, it comes back to marketing automation across all channels. In other words, you have to think about sequences for the customer as opposed to channel-specific level silos. Bigger companies struggle with this. So if you're fighting against a bigger company, you have the advantage because they're organized by channel, unfortunately. So what that means is you've got a customer and they abandoned your shopping cart or they didn't fill out the form or whatever it is, right? then guess what? Of course you would use Facebook for remarketing. You'd do it natively instead of through FBX. But why wouldn't you drop the Google Pixel at the same time, like Alex says? Why wouldn't you drop in the Twitter remarketing pixel? Why wouldn't you have all of your remarketing pixels working together at the same time? Why wouldn't you use Google Tag Manager to drive all those pixels at the same time? You see? Now that's an example of a web audience. But what about email audiences? Because email is another way to deliver a message. So is phone and direct mail. So if you tie together these sequences, it really doesn't matter what channel they come through. Because if they have a preference for clicking on email, send it an email. If they have a preference for an in-app notification, send it through the app notification and cut off the email piece. Right. So you're, if you're independent of channel, then you can design the customer experience as distribution independent of any channel-specific thing. Channel-specific marketing will die in the next couple of years. Yeah. I'd certainly vouch for that. And I think that's an awesome point to end on, guys. I know you've got some interesting material around these topics. You've got a, a checklist that I've seen on your site, which I think would be um, interesting reading for our listeners. So I'm going to make sure that a direct link to that is included in the show notes and, of course, the main website itself. But where else do our listeners connect with you each individually on the web? You you can email me at alex at portage.co. You can uh Reach me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Alex Haug, or Twitter, just at Alex Haug. And the same as me, Dennis at portage.co.com. But we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, all the typical places. Probably better just to do a Google search for Alex Haug. That's the best way. Yeah. That's your resume nowadays, right? <laughs> 
good. Well, you both got pretty uh, um, pretty unique names, so I'm sure you'll be popping right up the top of the search results somewhere. So anyway, um, also included in the show notes will be links to both of you and the main website itself. Um, so that will be included for you, the listener, in the episode show notes, which is trafficjamcast.com forward slash 57. So thank you to you both, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I'm glad that we could um, put this together and uh, also that it was a first, the first double header here on Traffic Jam. So thank you to you both. Yeah, thank you so much for having us, James. It's been a blast. Two for one. Thanks. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, guys. So there you have it. That was Alex Haug and Dennis Yu from Portage. And that is almost another episode of Traffic Jam. Now, remember that the kind guys at Portage have provided a lot of bonus training as an add-on to the information shared on this interview. And you can download all of that for free by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash the number five eight. That's trafficjamcast.com forward slash the number five eight. And there is a whole lot of goodies there. And I recommend you go grab the lot. Now, also a reminder that you can quickly and easily subscribe to this show by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash iTunes and trafficjamcast.com forward slash Stitcher. And whilst you're there, please leave a review for the show. It really is the best way that you can support the Traffic Jam podcast. We end the show this week with a traffic jam chosen by Dennis and Alex at Portage. They've gone for Lords the Royals, but it's the Puddles the Clown version. Yep, sad clown with the golden voice version. I hope you enjoy the track. And as always, I look forward to seeing you back here real soon. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. Cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies And I'm not proud of my address In a torn-up town, no postcode envy But every song's like gold teeth, grey goose Trippin' in the bathroom, bloodstains, ball gowns Trash in the hotel room, we don't care we're driving Cadillacs in our dreams But everybody's like Crystal Maybach Diamonds on your timepiece Jet planes, islands Tigers on a gold leash We don't care We aren't caught up in your love affair And we'll never be royals It's a run in our blood The kind of luck just ain't for us We crave a different kind of buzz Let me be My friends and I, we've cracked the code We count our dollars on the train to the party And everyone who knows us knows We're fine with this We didn't come for Every song's like gold teeth, grey goose tripping in the bathroom, bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room. We don't care. 
Future episodes, check out the website, trafficjamcast.com.